subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. Hi there, you're very welcome along to the GR with me, Darren O'Sullivan, and we're back with the Championship. Uh, came around really quickly this ch- this year after the league, um, so I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Kevin's Keen Mackey, and joining me online is my regular Eamon McGee above in Donegal. How are we doing, lads? All good, all good. It's far, Darren? Uh, good now, I suppose the Championship kind of snuck up on us, I kind of, kind of half forgot about it, and all of a sudden it was there, but uh, I think I prefer this format. The less training would have suited me, I think, but... Uh, we used to have a big long gap between the league and championship. I don't know how you prepare for the above and Kevin. Yeah, in general, it was probably a seventy-eight week gap, so it was like a, a full pre-season again, like another two to three weeks of, of hard stuff. dog and training. Yeah, so this smaller gap, it would I would have far preferred it than than them two or three weeks of dogging. It uh, it just leaves no no space just straight from league to championship. I think it's far better format. I think so, and Eamon, I suppose like you'd always talk about the difference between league and championship, and I suppose it's probably why well, it's probably more important to take the league. Um, be more focused in the league now because sp- be honest there was such a gap it didn't actually matter what your form was in the league to be honest you could pl- you could train your way back into form back in the day exactly like you know you would have had an average enough league or you could have an average enough league and just torture yourself for them you know really dog it and find that form and the as Keane says that nearly championship pre-season mm. but now it's, it's vital you're, you're not going to get that gap to build up and to work hard now so it's vital that you you have some kind of form coming off the coming off the back of the league you, you're you're just not going to be able to get the work done and be able to I, th- I remember a few league campaigns where you'd be coming off and there's wee doubts in your head and that gap from league to championship you, you just extinguish them and, and yeah. that's not there you, you don't have that opportunity so you need to be in, you know, fine neck coming into the coming in, coming off the league and coming into the championship. Yeah, no, it's a good point because it was such a long gap. You'd actually have, you'd have well forgotten about the league by the time the championship came around. And lucky enough, down in Kerry, we actually did a couple of the warm weather training camps, which were brilliant for getting a bulk of work done, uh, feeling like a professional for that week or whatever. But it was just brilliant to get the speed of your football up. We'd go in somewhere hot and stuff like that. But. Uh, I suppose them days are gone now, but I think I'd actually prefer this format. But I suppose look, we'll get to this weekend's action and uh, the All Ireland champions were in action against Fermanagh. Um, probably comfortable, but they still had a bit to do early on. I think Fermanagh started well, but uh, I suppose you'll know more about the Ulster Championship than me. But it was a good start. We we mentioned it might be banana skin before Eamon, but uh, Kevin, Kevin, oh, Kevin, <laughs> Keen, <laughs> Keen, I'll get your thoughts on it there because uh, it wasn't all rosy for Tyrone. 
No, well, Tyrone came in like slightly flat, like they were probably huge, huge favourites, and and Fermanagh underdogs going hard at it. But like Fermanagh, if they had to took a couple of the goal chances in the first half, like they'd blatant goal chances and probably just not got overexcited yeah. when they were through to get the score and and get the crowd going and just showed the difference. Myler came through one goal chance, bang goal, you know, and that knocked the stuffing out of Fermanagh. But like. Tyrone, they, they grew into the game and, and got a few good performances like Darren McCurry back on form. You know, we probably would have earmarked that match as in, mm. I need to get myself back up and running. And he did. Two boys in the middle of the field were awesome again. Granted, the, the Fermanagh midfield could match them for yeah. running power, but just their aerial ability is, is, is unbelievable. And in and out from full forward to, to midfield, Fermanagh just weren't able to deal with that sort of, sort of game plan. But... Um, for man, I take great, great heart out of that, you know, like especially two goals at the end, quick thinking, you know, mm. Tyrone need to kind of concentrate more when the, the game was dead and buried. They didn't really keep the, the concentration. That won't work again, the better team. So lots to learn for both teams. But I'd say Tyrone will be happy enough the way the game ended up, you know, they, they kicked on and, and kicked a lot of fine scores. Yeah, like that. So it's one of them games that if you win by four or five points, you know, you're you're hiding to nothing really. No matter what they won by, you you're going to be nitpicking like the two goals. It was very unlike Tyrone, two handy quick balls over the yeah. top, and like that you call it concentration or whatever. But uh, yeah, look, I think there was a lot more positive than negatives for Tyrone and um, the weekend, Damon. Um, we mentioned a few of the players come back in. For I, I I was kind of hoping to see a bit more from Colin McShane. He was a bit better, but I think he he's mm-hmm. still going to be a worry for them going into championship. He did okay, but I think if Conor McKenna isn't suspended, he'll be looking to get in there. You know, if going on what Conor McKenna has provided when he we came on, he de- he definitely will. Now, Tyrone have an option to keep him in reserve and always provide that spring because you definitely need that player players to to come off the bench and you know give you the boost. And you know it's gone. That's the cliche now. It's gone. The fifteen man game is completely gone now. Um, Kyle McShane, it's it's a funny one because he's back from injury. He's just trying to find his way, and you know sometimes he can go into a wee dip. It's it's not saying he's completely ineffective. We've seen you know times last year where you know he is he is a threat, but he just wants to become that dominant force that he that he was before before the injury, and you know that that real focal point. And he's it's it's just about finding his feet. And you know it's in him. He will find it, and it's it's just a matter of time. Yeah, and Keane, you mentioned there, Darren McCurry looked very good the weekend. And do you know, I know, like to start the league, a few of the Tyrone boys weren't really at the race, I suppose they'd come back late from Holiday and they're finding their form. But it was just his attitude, even his facial expressions last day, the decision making. He looked like a man on form. But uh, I kind of want to go back to, to Con- or, geez, my head, Connor Myler. Um, because I, I tweeted about it. he's probably my favourite player outside of Kerry Lads, obviously. Um, in terms of the modern day footballer, he has it all. Like, he's your half-forward, half-back. It doesn't matter. He has energy to burn. The only person I can compare him to that I played with was probably, um, for fitness, is Dunica Walsh. But I think Connor has more pace than him. But, like, in terms of what he brings to Tyrone, I just think he's exceptional. Yeah, he's one of them players that you love to have. He he can do a little bit of everything. He can mm. kick a score. And he, and he can also man-mark. Like, he's a bit like, like Lee Keegan for Mayo. Like, mm. if he has to do a job as an attacking wing-back, he can do it. He can do it as a half-forward, as, as a dog. But he can also go and just take a really good player out of the game. And like and that's a huge he thing. He did that last year against Kerry at yeah. you at Pawdy Clifford. Exactly. So, like, he's the, the type of player every, every manager wants, that no matter where you play him, he's going to give you, like, a really... Eight to, eight to nine out of ten yeah. performance, you know, and and that that for me 
brings him just a wee bit above a lot of other players because he has the pace, has the fitness, but has the application to either play for himself or play for the team. And that you don't get that with too many players anymore. No, exactly. Especially that selflessness to exactly, be able to yeah. do both. But I suppose, Eamon, you, you had a few boys in your team that used to be up and down and you know, first names yeah. come to my head as the McHughes. They were brilliant for it. But uh, could you pick anyone out there that you think would be kind of similar to Conor Myler there with the energy levels and able to do it all? I suppose Ryan McHugh is similar right, to a certain definitely, degree. Definitely Ryan, but for a man that sticks out to me, you know, would have been Carl Ka- Lacey. Oh, Lacey, um, sure, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Who, who, li- who literally most days left it, left everything on the field. You mm. know, I think we played Kildare in a championship game and he literally had to be carried off by the by the team doctor and one of the other selectors. And Mailer reminds me of that energy and what he brings to the game. Um, and it also be says that, that Mailer is unbelievable character away from football strong in his beliefs and he's, he's vocal about lending the support and what personally I, I, I love to see in uh, sports people nowadays um and he's just overall a good guy for for a tyrone man anyway <laughs> i've actually had a couple of dealings with him away from football as well and he's actually a lovely fella and that doesn't come lightly from a carry man either <laughs> geez we're a bit of a tyrone loving at the moment but uh do you know i suppose it'd be i suppose we can't really go by it without talking about the red card it seems to be a talking point um quite often these days with these millies or whatever um first of all Conor McKenna I thought was outstanding and the goal the second goal Tyrone got I just love that type of goal I know he didn't get it but he got a ball in the 45 it's just so simple little pop ball in to the full forward and came like a train off it he was unlucky he came off the post and his impact was huge but going to the red card I think he's going to feel hard done by um, I do think the GA needs to stamp it out but we talked off air Keen. there was three Fermanagh lads involved in this before McKenna got near it yeah, like, what's the definition of a melee, you know? Like, a melee is more than two people. Yeah. So it started off as a melee, mm. you know? Like, if there was a cab man on the ground and three carry boys or Donegal boys on top of him, you're not going to leave him there, yeah. do you know? So it wasn't, he was pushing them off, and then I think another three from boys came in. So uh, very hard done by, and, and look at, Joe McQuillan was in, in a sticky situation because of the way they're clamping down on contributing to a melee it was a sticky one for him to be in, but I think he he missed he missed a beat by sending off a Tyrone man. He needed to send off a Fermanagh man, and yeah, he it didn't, didn't make do sense. It. No, it made no sense, and that's probably what's making it harder for people to 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 take because there's always this Tyrone bias and and Ulster yeah. bias and and stuff like that. So it, it's looking harsher on Tyrone now. So all going well, it'll be overturned because Tyrone need him. Oh, they definitely need them. Like that, they've lost, I think, seven squad players and it is coming the weeks after the end where you're doing a bit of AVB that you're going to need all the players there and, you know, as many players available going into all the championship games because every championship game is going to be do or die from now on. Um, like that, I felt a bit sorry for McQuillan, to be honest. Um, it was one of the ones that they are being told to stamp this out. But, Eamon, like... I, I, that's why I don't think it's going to get. he's going to get off with it. Now, listen... There's no better men than Fergal Logan and Co to find, you know, a loophole to get through. But if the referees are told to act on these malaise and then, you know, Tyrone go and appeal and they get off with it, it's it's basically throwing it in throwing it in the face of the referees that we've told you to do this and now we're we're letting this lad off and for for me with with the Malay thing, I, I always like to go back to if two lads are getting involved in the scuffle, 
just let them go at it. Yeah. It's when the second man comes in, the third man comes in, that's what causes the chaos. And, you know, if, if two men are big enough to go at it, they're, you know, they're well able to look after themselves, let them go at it. And the men that come the second or third man, give them give them the red card. And, and maybe that's the mentality that Joe McQuillan was, was looking at. And when, when they do actually look back on it, like I, when I was watching it, it was something innocuous that actually started it. I can't think of it. No, the wing back number seven actually lent in with the knee and that's actually what got Kilpatrick kind of riled up. And to be fair, if they are looking, which I'd imagine they will look back on it, there could be two or three for mana lads who are going to get suspended. And we don't want to be sitting here going, oh, this fella, that fella should get get suspended as well. But I think it's McMahon number five. Like the crack with the hand in the face, I, I can't stick it, to be fair. I hate it. I mm-hmm. just think it's cowardly, it's it's malicious, it's it, it's horrible, it's wrong. And it was so blatant. And this whole crack of a one game ban then after I think is a is a farce as well. Like you to stamp it out you have to give a proper punishment and that's what started really. Look number seven lent in a token gesture with the leg, but going in with the hand on the face is dangerous and it's it's nasty. Yeah, the that, danger. That's one of the things what you, you're going to have to look at in the Jays, this knee, knee and, and then Malise, because we've seen it so many times. You know, we, we talked a few weeks ago about the headlocks, and, you know, we don't like seeing that there, but the, the knee in, and we've seen it nearly every game where a man reaches over on top of him, referee blows the feet free, and then he leaves the knee in, and mm. it's it's just looking, it's a, it's just doesn't, it's not a good look. No, it's needless as well, Keen. Like, like it, it just contributes to madness. And do you know, like you were on about leaving the Eamon's on about leaving the referees out. I think it's the ice hockey where they just stand back and leave it into a mass brawl, and that's not the way to go. And I was having a conversation with uh, an our man, man actually yesterday, blowing the restaurant, and uh, we were just on about it. The difference between rugby and Gaelic football, like even noticing the hurling. Do you know the the belting of the shoulders? And they could be at it for 20 seconds, hopping off each other. And then eventually it's a case of, geez, what do we do now? And then they have to stand beside each other like two Egypts. So we have to we have to find something. And maybe it is a case that you run in, whether you're helping so or not, you're getting the road. But it has to be kind of consistent. And it can't be just like that Conor McKenna got the road, even though there was three lads in ahead of him. Yeah, see, that that's the that's the bit I think he, he potentially could get off mm. because it was already a melee yeah. before he got in there. Because there was a, a knee in the back, hand in the face, hand in the face very dangerous, you know, and, and then like you can't you can't stand by and, and, and let a lad be, be mauled in the face because gouging has happened, mm. fish hooking has happened, all in the GA. So it's kinda like yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Like I, in my head in the heat of battle like that, you'd be straight in. And I know years ago you probably got away with it a wee bit yeah. more. But like if if me and Eamon were at it, I'd be nearly praying for someone to come. Yeah, and help me out. But you'd, you know ex- what I mean? you'd like, expect it too. Like, yeah. and like I can't imagine uh, Conor McKenna will have too many people saying that he was wrong on what he did because, to be fair, it was nearly impossible to stand back and see three lads over your teammate and one one lad with his hand, hand in, in the face. face. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I I think he'll get off it too. To be honest, and and if he doesn't get off it, like I can't uh, imagine a few more a few more from any lads would probably be joining him with, with suspensions as well. That's the only way I can see. I think that might be the road they'll go. They'll, they'll balance it out, give it for mana, ladder two. Yeah. That you've, you've, you've got to call it out. You know, probably deserve, deserve a suspension as much as if Conor McKenna is going to miss a game, then then probably few for mana lads deserve to miss a game. So they'll balance it out rather than, you know, just under undermining Joe, Joe McCullen. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way they go because, look, not that we want to see 
schmozzles or millies or whatever they want to call it you do like the bit of physical action we do like it obviously you don't want to take everything out of the game but you don't want it going too far and it is the I suppose the extra stuff we keep mentioning the hand in the face it's the it's the the dangerous stuff that you want to cut out of it really so look it's going to be interesting but they just need to get a bit of consistency because if it happens again this weekend or the weekend after you'd expect that the same result's going to happen because it's very unfair otherwise and for someone like Conor McKenna now you do, I do feel a bit sorry for him he came on made a big impact would probably have been pushing for a certain place going forward and the likelihood is he's going to miss the next game and Tyrone, like we said, they're missing a lot of players at the moment. They, they could do with everyone. They can't afford to be getting suspensions and injuries because obviously their squad isn't as deep as it as it used to be. But I suppose sticking with Ulster, um, it's one of them uh, provinces. It's hard to call. I have a Kevin man and a Donegal man with me, so I'm kind of torn. I hope it's a Kevin and Donegal final, maybe. But uh, which way are we going? Our man were talked about an awful lot at the start of the year. Um, Rian O'Neill has managed to escape a suspension. Um, Donegal are looking good Kevin should have a bit of confidence after the league final so where, where are you going oh you have to be careful now as well because you have to go home yeah can't upset too many people back home um, look at Kevin now all going well get over the Antrim game it is a sticky one because Antrim are, are actually moving quite well mm. and we're very unlucky not to to, to gain promotion and, and Kevin like, they're winning games you know like so you can't can't stop like that's nothing yeah. better than that you know winning games no matter if you're performing to the best of your ability Cavan are finding ways to win games like and they were under a wee bit of pressure at times against Tipperary but still kept going and kept yeah. going and defended well you know so momentum will be what Cavan want to keep going you know they're, they're a Division 4 team no Division 4 team has ever won an Ulster title so they're massively up against it but that'll be a tag that they'll take no problem no one will be even looking at them so they'll be happy with that they aren't being mentioned which is surprising for me I know they're down division 4 but it's only two years ago since they won it and a league title no matter what division like you said it's about winning games and picking up silverware so that breeds a bit of confidence oh massively and and look at they, they'll be looking confidently at Antrim but they won't be looking past them yeah. like Cavan at this moment in time can't look past anyone and, and never did you know, so that that'll be a huge thing for them to maybe not have a Donegal or a Tyrone in the first game. You know, because yeah. that would really, really scupper any chances. You know, because you just would be coming out of Division Four and looking at some yeah. of the big teams in Division One. So, so that'll help Cavan. But kind of on the on the other end of it, I'd be like, it kills me to say it, but like Monaghan, you know, they 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 really are like they're such a unit. Yeah. You know, and and they're moving quite well. But this year, for, for the first year ever, you just don't know what Monaghan's coming out. Mm. Like, they went down to, to Newbridge and got got steamrolled by Kildare and then went up to Clonus and bet Dublin. Yeah. Do you know, so you just don't know what Monaghan's going to be out. If Monaghan can play the way Monaghan play, they, they're definitely in the running. Um, I, I really do think it's between Monaghan and Derry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just think it's it's potential of, a, of an outsider really coming in and, and putting a bit of pressure on, on Tyrone and Donegal, so... I do think my my top two picks would be Monaghan and and Derry. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that to be fair. Yeah. Um, I know that's a big call. That's a big call. Eh? <laughs> yeah, like I think I like Derry. I like the way they're moving. I like the direction they're going. I think it's a year too soon from like that Monaghan. It is a case of they were either red hot or freezing cold during the league, which is unusual for them. But they still managed to find a way to survive again in Division One. But Eamon, you have a big one coming up against Armagh. What way is it looking? How are they feeling above in Donegal? I, you know, I think you're not going to get much 
real information from the camp. Um, it's, it's Come like on, tell us what Neil told you. Come on, spill the beans. Neil, <laughs> Neil doesn't say much. It's like North Korea, like most kind of teams, it's like North Korea up here trying to get information. And, you know, we're training tonight. Don't know. Money's uh, out again. Don't know. Uh, and <laughs> actually, you know, one of the lads just literally told me, he just says, why are you even bothering asking me this? I'm going to tell you, Rick, the lies anyway. So just don't bother asking me. So, <laughs> I've stopped asking any of the lads. Uh, don't even bother asking Neil about football anymore. Um, so I'm 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 not going to get the information. But it's it's been a quiet enough. You know, there's a good buzz after getting you know getting the division one, getting over our man, winning that game on O'Donnell Park, and it's been a quiet enough build up. You know, there there was a kind of general amongst us as fans. I'm not sure about the group. Their disappointment. And the disciplinary process, what the way Reno O'Neill was cleared, and you know, I'm sure you lads, these are two forwards. You would love Reno O'Neill to play, and he's a mm-hmm. fabulous footballer and whatnot. But you know, it, it just made a mockery the whole, yeah, the whole disciplinary process. The fact that he was able, to, he was able to get off when you know, it, it was clear from the video that he probably did deserve uh, a bit of a suspension. So there's a bit of annoyance about that up here. Um, the three lads that are still suspended for him are massive loss them, losses to them. Um, or McFadden Ferry is a massive loss because he's one of the players that goes under the radar, does a lot of you know donkey work, picks up probably their dan- danger man. If Reno O'Neill was playing out the field, mm. Oren would have Oren would have picked them up. Um, more than likely picked them up. So there's, and I generally mean this. There's not a lot of confidence. You know, other years we would have been very very confident uh, going into Armagh, and you know. Looking at Armagh because before this they would have a terrible Ulster Championship yeah. record. It was just it's woeful. Um, but this year's been different because they've they've been building up to this. This looks to be their year. You know they've been building up to this gradual improvements every year, and this seems to be the year that they really want to want to get to give it a go. So there, there's a bit of edginess and nervousness out there, and again, you know. I don't know what's going on inside the group, but for us as supporters, we're just we want we want this game to be over, and we want the game to be uh, we want to come out the the right right side of it. Yeah, and you know we like you mentioned there about uh, Armagh's recent well, I suppose not recent his last thirteen fourteen years their record in Ulster is is there a reason why they've been so poor? I know they've been building this year and they've been getting better, but is there a reason why they've been so poor in Ulster, or is it a case of they just haven't been up to the standard they've missed out like last year in Ulster semi-final against Monaghan I was at the game and they were by far the better team for 80% of the game and then when it was in the melting pot they just couldn't get it over the line they could not do it and I think that's a huge thing they're they're probably missing that little bit of experience in in different sectors of the field to maybe just get a hold of the ball and calm it all down it's all 100 mile an hour and when it's 100 mile an hour it's great because they're all the scores are going over but then sometimes when you're ahead it's been able to hold the lead and manage yeah. a game. I think they struggle massively with that. They're, they're a brilliant team when they're behind. If they're behind, they will come at you and they could actually pip you. But when they're ahead, it, they can't manage. They, they can't seem to manage the performance, you know. And they were they were up against it against uh, Monaghan that day uh, up in Newry, and they were well ahead. And Monaghan just clawed them back. A couple of experienced players. The McManus won two. He bought two frees, we'd mm. say. Just cuteness. And they won the game and got into an Ulster final. And people leaving the grounds was like, what happened there? Yeah. Do you know? So I, I think it's a huge thing that unless they can start managing leads, they, they're they're not going to 
improve and they're not going to kick on to that next level in championship football. And that, that comes from experience. I'm sorry, too. Darren. Just yeah. One of the, one of the things with with Armagh, and I don't know does Keane remember this? I think they played at Cavan a few years ago, and it was as evident as their indiscipline. And you know they they, they were terrible at defending, giving away bad bad fouls and, and crucial times. And I think they played users of 2018, 17, 18, and and they more or less had used beat, and they just let Cavan back into it by giving away just terrible fouls at the, the worst times. And that seems to be addressed a wee bit, but at the interesting ones, he tells the championship, do they go back to default and, and you know, make them silly, silly decisions? See, the huge thing with them is they're not keeping a hold of the ball, you know, so mm. they're putting themselves under, under pressure to defend where, like, when you look at their team, their forwards are outstanding. Defensively, there is issues. So, like, they need to manage the ball. When they have to defend... And as Eamon says, in the heat of an Ulster Championship match, will they be able to not leave the hand in or not put the big hit in? Like, they're all about physicality. So it's sometimes you need to just step back and not be so gung-ho in your tackle. But if they can just control the game, you know, and take the sting out of the game, like that day we played them in Clonus, like, they kept giving away the ball because they were maybe six or seven up, but they wanted to go ten up. Yeah. You know, instead of just going... we are six or seven up here. Keep this ball. Take the sting out of the game. Let Cavan chase us for a while. They don't. They don't do that. They just. It's a hundred mile an hour, or it's defend for our lives. And defending for their lives isn't working because they're so physical in the yeah. tackle. Yeah, it's, it'll be an interesting one because, like, look, I know they've been they've been moving really well in the league and stuff, but that doubt will come in. They, all the players will know about their poor record in Ulster, and like you said, not knowing how to win a game is you get to a certain point and you're looking for someone else to take responsibility and it'll be interesting if the game is in the melting pot with 15, 10, 15 minutes to go against Donegal, how they react, have they worked on it enough to how can we keep the scoreboard tipping over because like a lot of it does come down to when you said if they're way behind they could come back and people, they don't know how to be lead. It kind of reminded me of McElroy in the golf lately. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. He'd have a disaster two days and be out of contention and the next two days would be unbelievable. Um, because some, it, it, it is easier when that pressure is off you and no one's expecting you. You, can, you just kind of go for it. Do you know? Without thinking too far ahead. But uh, it'll, it'll be interesting just to see where they're at um, and can they bring the bit of league form they had because they were very good at a lot of a lot of the league so it'd be interesting like you mentioned Derry for me they'd be a dark horse I, I just I, I the, the way I look at it like Donegal pipped them with a last kick score last year yeah. you know so they were like they were in the mix Armagh last year lost to, to Monaghan Monaghan went on lost to Throne by a point and yeah. lost the final so like when you look back it's not a million miles away and, and I really do think Derry like I was saying before the show Derry usually are 100 mile an hour and then fade away under Rory because they just to put so much energy into it. I think that they tapered back. Now, I could be wrong. It seemed like they tapered back coming to the end of the league because they want to put a big push to the Ulster yeah. Championship. Do you know? And, and they, now they're ready to go again. So it'll, it'll be very interesting to see what sort of energy they bring coming into the throne match. Do you know? So that, that's a massive game. Yeah. Massive, what, massive game. What do you think, Eamon? Is Keane uh, on to something? You know, I'm with them 70% of the way. You know, Derry are nearly there. I think here McFall, the loss is just too big, too big a void to fill. Yeah. Um, but the, 
they're on the right trajectory. I think this year's going to come a bit too soon for them. But back backdoor run, possibly when things open up, you know, Ulster Championship's going to be that wee bit tighter, you know, claustrophobic. I think getting a run in, in, in the back door will, will be good for them. And, you know, they'll they'll build they'll build for next year hopefully get mcfall back um and and there's a fella there's a fella down under you know there's not a lot of talking with callum brown he he he's playing rosy rules and if Derry can he's a massive unit as good a full forward as i as i've seen coming up you know if they can get him back you know Derry are going to be a real proposition but it's just it's just getting them getting them back before he be, gets too far down the road with the with the aussie rules yeah, like I think you made a good point, Keen, about maybe tapering back at the end of the league as well, because that's something I probably didn't think about. The league is so intense, and the championship is so soon after. By the time you get there, if you're going full out for the whole league, you actually could be a bit burnt out, a bit tired mentally and physically going into the championship. So it might you might actually be onto something that it is a case of look, we've learned what we need to learn from the league. We'll taper back now so we can make another push. Because if you're trying to stay at a hundred miles an hour, especially if that's their style for all the time you're you're always going to have a drop off and you don't want that to happen in the championship yeah like the championship like as much as league league is huge now mm. it's massive now compared to years ago but like the championship is the, oh, the be all and all, and all. so like we've seen years ago Roscommon I think got to a league semi-final I think it was in division one yeah. and they put all their eggs in there and then came to championship and they were flat they were gone good and early you know, I think they were out of the qualifiers well early too, you know. So, like, Rory Gallagher is a smart man, like, and, and Eamon would know more about him. Like, Everton is 100 mile an hour, but I, I don't think he's the type of man that will go 100 mile an hour and if it's not working, go ahead again, you know. So, I, I'm hoping more than, than anything else that he's smart enough to know we're, we're going 100 mile an hour here, we need to calm it down a wee bit and be good to go 100 mile an hour for the Ulster yeah. Championship. So, I'm putting faith into into his intelligence as a, as a coach because he, he is a very good coach yeah we'll be holding you to it anyway we'll bring you back in a couple of weeks as well <laughs> but uh, one team we're not mentioning in Ulster is down they seem to be a team in turmoil um, James McCartan was gone now he's back his retirement lasted a, was shorter than mine with the club but uh, uh, it's, a, it's a strange situation there um, Eamon I don't know if you've ever been in that situation before with I suppose lack of discipline or anything <laughs> no, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> what 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 year do you want me to talk about? Um, How long is the show? <laughs> uh, no, and it's someone actually texted me during the week when McCartan had left, and then he he joined again. It's it's the new example of leaving the squad. James McCartan has left the WhatsApp group. Um, that's that's how you leave squads nowadays. But no, listen, they're so like us back in back in the noughties and. The the most best way I can describe it is is the down have just developed this loser mentality. And mm. you know and I mean that with the utmost respect that you can say it. Uh, but it's exactly like we were. You know, down have good footballers. Um and it's not James McCartan's a good man, he's a winner, he's a brilliant attitude and he wants what's best for down, but he's just let down by a mentality that, that's in the group and you know, we, we would have had the same John Joe Doherty came into us 2009, I think it was. Great Donegal man. And he just came into a group that was just infected with a, you know, after many, many years of a loser mentality. And he, and he just couldn't change it. He did his best. And, you know, 
he he tried things and he was passionate and the group was too far gone and and that's where down seemed to be now like and when we talk about Ulster, we we're, we're not going to expect too 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 much from 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 down like because of because of that attitude yeah and like we mentioned there just not only a few minutes ago with Armagh it's hard to get that winning mentality back and it is about going back to basics and buying into whatever your leader which is James McCartan for Down is doing and everyone buying in I suppose when your fellas going offside in and going off on a bit of a solo run and breaking discipline it just it just brings it further down and brings you further away from the goal that you want to be at I just think it is a case of going back to basics and it sounds simple, but it's not even about winning the next game. It's about just putting in performances. Yeah, look down. They've they've serious serious footballers and and an Ulster semi final when when Cavan won Ulster, like mm. them were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And, and Cavan just got the rack together around the middle of the field and kicked on and won the game. Like so, like the ability is there. It's huge. It's it's maybe one or two leaders within within the group, not even the manager. One or two leaders within the group to say, look at. We can't keep doing this here. You're putting five, six nights a week into yeah. training to to not really want to be there. So it's either like awful waste. Oh, yeah. sick! Like it's yeah. it's unbelievable. Like it's not like years ago. Like maybe two, three nights a week, and you know that's grand. It's not like, even a waste of effort. It's a waste of life. Yeah, you know, like it's, you know? it's your your life revolves around football yeah. now. So like the boys up there need to kind of go like, am I in or out? You know, and and it takes one or two boys in, in a in a dressing room to to change that mentality, mm. and and it happens like. It goes full circle. Like Down will be back without a doubt. That they, they, they've a good tradition within the county and the fantastic footballers. So it's just a matter of getting a couple of really good lads to to pull together. And, and like it's probably a huge thing if they could get the Kilku lads in. Do you know if they yeah. could get them boys in, it, it could really tie the whole whole county team together. But them boys are probably seeing we're doing this with the club, and it's not happening in the county. Why bother? You know, yeah. so that that's probably a huge thing for them, but they could be the key to to tying the whole thing together for down county football. Yeah, and it is sometimes it is that simple. You either want to be there, or you don't, and if you don't, don't bring down the rest of them. Just shut up shop, get out, and you go with fellas who want to be there. But look, I suppose we'll go west. They started the Connacht Championship as well this weekend. Uh, I was going to say big wins, but good wins, I suppose, for Leitrim and Sligo. But they didn't have their own way. Um, Sligo got over the line against a really impressive New York team. Like, New York hadn't had the game in two years. And some of the scores they kicked in that game um, were outstanding. Um, and obviously, Leitrim, they lost to London in the league, got their own back there. Um, I was I was watching it again earlier, and she's both New York and London, I'm I'm excited. I'm hopeful that they'll give the Talitian Cup a good push now. But um, I'll start with Sligo, New York. Uh, Eamon, did you get to see much of it? No, I, I was basically just following it uh, on on online there now, Darren. Um, and again, it was one of them things, and, and nothing against Sligo, but you're hoping, yeah, for that for that one for New York. And and I think you know there's been a few games we followed down through the years. You know, just checking the scores and. You always think that once once Sligo or Leitrim or whoever get ahead, that that's it. There's mm. there's no way back. But you know, New York kept with them and they, and they had and they had their opportunities now. So it's uh, for the f- for the development of the game in both areas. You know, London or New York, they need that one. And you know what they also need is to market it, market that we- mm. one well to the to the masses that that are in both areas. Yeah, and like I think this thing that stood out to me most about New York, obviously you had uh, Johnny Glynn and Varley 
um, were outstanding and they had uh, Daniel Sullivan he's killed there but the speed of him he was outstanding as well but most of it it is a lot of homegrown players by New York now and the captain had a New York accent because he was American obviously but uh, which was pleasing to see so like that they haven't played a game in so long uh, obviously Sligo came good and uh, I actually think Pat's plan young Pat's plan actually made a good contribution when he came off the bench he's, he's fierce athletic but it's, it just goes to show like he he transferred club from Temple No up to St Jude's in Dublin and when the COVID hit he, I, I think he's got a sprint coach and he's just transformed and he came on the last day and he just had so much legs it was kind of reminiscent of his father to be honest he he fucking ran with the ball flicked it over a lad's head for a late score so look they would have learned a lot from that I, I don't think they're going to be pushing Connacht um, I think you have the three big ones there but I suppose Andy Moore and Donald Leitrim had a big win as, as well against London but uh, they got a bit lucky um, they got a penalty in the first half a silly decision by the London goalie to come out but only for that goal it could have been an upset on the cards yeah, London were, were moving quite well in Division mm. Four, you know, and, and tightened Cavan to a point as well. Like, yeah. So, it, London, like London, have won championship matches already, you know, so they they know what it it has what it takes, you know. But the the killer for them is probably the overturn of players. Like they're probably going with new five six new players every single year. Whereas maybe in New York, it's not as much of an yeah. overturn. Maybe the main one or two players that come over, and that's the overturn for them. But like London, they were probably looking at at least some going we can take this do you know and, and so, yeah. huge hunger going into the game but like Leitrim had to be a great win like their, their top scorer in the league wasn't playing and they still kicked on I think it was what 2.15 they kicked or something or, yeah. or 3.12 or something along those lines you know so it, it was probably a really exciting game Um, just seeing highlights of it and, and it seemed very exciting but the the problem is that the, the three are so so strong in, in Connacht compared to the Sligos and, and Leitrim's and New York's and and yeah. London's, you know, so that that's a huge issue for them. So, like, the Talchin Cup is going to be massive for the Leitrims and the Yeah, Sliders. like, look, it would have been great for New York or uh, London to win the weekend, but I think the big one is for them to be playing games and that that they'll get that in the Talchin Cup. So, and I think both teams will take it very seriously because, look, they'll be playing teams more at their own level and the more games they play, the more they improve. But I suppose, like we said, the three big ones in... Uh, in Connacht, you have Galway Mayo and, and Roscommon, and Galway Mayo coming up. Um, Eamon, it's going to be a, an exciting game. I'm kind of torn. I just, the usual story with me and Mayo, I just don't know what to expect. They have a lot of injuries. Galway look good attacking um, in the league final, but very poor defensively. It, it should be a good game. It should be a great game for us neutrals. But um, what, what way do you see it going? This is the one. This is the one where the the championship starts off for for us neutrals with it with a game like this here. Yeah. Um, personally, when when we see and we can only go on what we've seen dur- during the league, I, I would be leaning towards Mayo. I think people are reading too much into the performance in the league final was shocking, um, and I think if Mayo come up against Kerry, they they lose again. But up against Galway is a different proposition. I think that. They have more than enough for them, you know. I think Mayo kind of have this confidence, this aura in the Connacht in the yeah. Con- against the Connacht teams, and I think they they look down they look down at the likes of Galway and Roscommon, and I think that's gonna, you know, that's gonna project project onto the field, and I, I see four or five points, you know, despite the injuries, despite the poor performances, I just think that. 
the way Galway are setting up, it suits Mayo, and Mayo is going to just bring that intensity level. It's just going to be too much for Galway. Yeah, there was talks of a heavy training load as well for Mayo during the league, um, which, look, I suppose part of me can understand because the big one is the championship, but part of me couldn't understand when there was a chance of silverware. I won't go down that rabbit hole again. Uh, but with the injuries they have, like, you know, you'd Henley out, you'd Durkin out, Flynn, Dermot Connor, Killian O'Connor. They're big players from... I actually don't know. I know for a fact that the Kerry lads who hadn't played much in the league played with their clubs recently just get some game time into them so it'll be interesting if the Mayo lads who have missed a lot of football have been given that chance to get a bit of football because like Killian came on for 20 minutes against Kerry in the league obviously didn't see much ball um, like most of the Mayo forwards at that stage of the game but he'll need football um, and I think if Mayo are to first of all win Connacht and go further they'll need him full full song like just going at it like they can't have him at 50-60% No and, and with a long layoff we, we spoke about Colin McShane earlier on like mm. it, it is very hard after a long layoff to, to, to land on your feet and go back to the, the quality football that he was playing before um, I, I like Galway I, I really like the way they play they're attacking and, and what they lack defensively you know they, they put you to the pin of their collar straight away with the, with the forwards and like Mayo have a great defence and not as good forwards and it's the carbon opposite you know for, for Galway so yeah. I, I don't know Eamon saying 4 or 5 comfortable I, I'd be I'd be going to Galway win uh, to be honest this is great <laughs> so like I, I just Galway are, were, seemed to be motoring a lot better like, I know they lost to, to, to Roscommon but that was just an outstanding end to end type of match but I just I like the way Galway play and they'll be coming in as underdogs so Galway coming in as underdogs they've nothing to lose you know yeah it'll be I, I just i be honest I'm usual story I'm sitting on the fence I just can't <laughs> I can't wrap my head around anything at the moment I'm there looking like Mayo will will their confidence be a bit low after the Kerry game maybe they weren't too bothered we don't know Galway put in a decent performance against Roscommon and Leaf but still lost to one of their neighbours will that affect them they, they concede an awful lot my fear for Galway is defensively and I know we talk Mayo maybe don't have the most potent attack. They're still capable of, capable of opening up this Galway defence. And look, I'm sure Park Joyce will have gone back and the Galway lads and gone back to the drawing board. I just fear that they're too easy to go through. Like the the goal they conceded against Roscommon, Murta's goal, it was a fantastic finish. But it was just so typical of Galway. There was four or five players there and it was a case of, You're, you tackle him, no, you tackle him. And in the end, he stumbled through four or five, and you're like, going, "This happens too often." So I'm, I'm a bit wary, to be honest. I, I think Mayo might edge it, but I think Roscommon are going to win Connacht. Yeah, so, and quite possibly could definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think they have the, they obviously have the easier running because they they don't have to play Galway or Mayo to get there. So they'll be in. I expect them to be in a final. I just really like the look of them. I liked them in the league. They went about their business. There was no. There was nothing being said about him. And then they got to the league final. They obviously won the last league round of the league against Galway, a weakened Galway team. But just their performance in the league final, they just seem to have a great balance where they can actually change their game up to either running or kicking. And they have scores from all over the field, Damon. So, so like, are you, are you going with Mayo, Connacht? Or is it just Mayo to beat I, I'm Galway? St- I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with Mayo and Connacht. And then to have their... 
heartbroken again in, in Crow Park. Um, yeah. But I, I get where you're coming from, from what Russ Common. We, we've seen, we've talked so highly of them before, what we've seen in the league final. It was so refreshing and, you know, it was just a lovely brand, brand of football. But but I still think the fact they're playing Division 2 is going to stand against them. And I still think that they need a wee bit more at the back. Yeah. You know, they, they need... And, and and even when the team sets up against us, Grand playing this free-flowing and, you know, banging it in and sh- kick-passing and, and shooting. But when the team's when the team's set up, it's, it's going to make uh, life... Because Rush Commons, they come across as a team that, you know, don't necessarily think it out. They're just yeah. bang, 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 re- reacting and, you know, kick passing and shooting if if that kinda if that kinda makes sense there. Yeah, like I, I look I'm I'm tipping Ross Common on tracking backwards a small bit. I think Mayo it all depends on the injuries. I just the players they have out, they're just big names and it's going to come down to what kind of shape they're in when they do come back. Um, but like that, e- even if they were to win a Connacht, I just they might prove me wrong. They haven't done it in recent years, but I just I think they're lacking something when we go further afield into the All Ireland, into Crow Park. When you're playing the, the Dublin's Tyrones or the Kerrys, I think that's where even if they win Connacht, they'll be lacking. I still don't think they've managed to give Aidan Shea a proper position where. He can be effective consistently for them. And I think that's going to be a stumbling block. And I'm a fan of his. This isn't a, a me slating aid. And I've, I've actually, first time for him, I, I just think he's underutilised. They don't know how to use him. And to be honest, I think it's actually unfair because I think he ends up taking so much abuse because the management, after all this time, haven't actually found a position to play him, which is shocking, to be honest. Like, it's. They've been around for a long time now and he's in, he's out, he's over, he's back. Find a position, even if it is a case of, look, your best role for us is going to be the last 10, 15 minutes. Because like that, he was, he's was he been made the scapegoat more often than not. Yeah, well, quite possibly. The the big problem with him is sometimes when he's inside one-on-one, they don't use him. Yeah. You know, and 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 my problem with, like, Aidan, a class footballer and, and over the years been, like, a stalwart for Mayo. I think sometimes when he gets the ball... He attracts such attention. He needs to just lay it off. Quick. And sometimes he holds on to it too long. Like, the Donaghy going up to Armagh, it would have been an, an outrageous coup if Ma, if Mayo had have whipped him over there. And and he I was so smart. Like, he on his way down, he was he was shipping the ball off. Whereas, like, Dublin used to just swallow swallow up Aiden, you know, Aiden, and he's so powerful, he'd shove one off, but then there'd be two or three on him. You know, whereas if he could get it and ship it, them two or three that are coming to him, they have to go and get back to someone, and to be far more scores. And but that comes to coaching. It, it's not like Aiden has to, like he's doing what he's told to do. Like coaching needs to tell him win the ball, ship it off. That's your job, you know. And if he done that, like there's not too many w- will win ball with him one on one. Yeah, like Eamon, you like you spent your career in the full back line, and you you might have come up against him a few times inside there. Like there wouldn't be too many as big, strong, physical that you're not going to win too many balls off him. And if he had that. Like that, like he has actually players around him that do like Killian O'Connor or Dunhood. It is a catcher because when Donny started, like he wasn't a complete footballer. He was when he finished, he was a bit raw. It was a cat- case of catch mm-hmm. it and you feed, feed the smaller lads around you. And he was brilliant at that. And the rest of it came after. No, look, I know Aidan's at a different stage of his career in the last few years, but I, I have always felt that this should have been something 
they should have been looking at years ago because he's in close to goal. It's very hard to compete physically with him. And if you have players on the understanding and the ball's going in quick enough, I know, look, some people, you know, they wouldn't agree, but I've always felt that way about him. Yeah, I remember he came inside the All-Ireland Final in, in 2012 now. And uh, listen, he was, he's he's a different player from what he is now. But someone, and, and Dunning, he was a handful at full forward. Dunning was, and Aidan O'Shea is actually stronger, mm. in, in my opinion. But Dunning, he's smarter in terms of how he uses his body. And with O'Shea, you know, there's certain players where I don't want Dunning to get the ball. Because yeah. he lays it off, he's going to create the score. So that's as good as me conceding the score. Yeah. Well, they had no shame. I would nearly be comfortable, right? Won the ball, don't get into a wrestling match with him. And then I'll look for, look for, look for the turnover. And I think Keane had the had the nail on the head there in terms of what do they want Aidan O'Shea to do with the ball in terms of, you know, is it just barreled through a few men, won the ball? And, you know, the, this mark is a perfect... Yeah. Thing if they can if they can coach something if they can create a play for Aidan O'Shea to get a mark, um, you know it's it's something they can run through training. I think it's it's catered towards Aidan O'Shea where you know you create some kind of basketball play where you you know you make the space Aidan O'Shea runs into it he wants easy mark. Yeah. Um. So he he does have a role and it's coming to the how would you say the the end of the road in terms of you know this is should have been started so long ago should have found that role worked on it become the focal point and you know instead of Aidan O'Shea being blamed for everything yeah. that goes wrong in Mayo you know their cat died across the road so oh, it's Aidan O'Shea's fault <laughs> and it's, it's not fair at all it's not fair no, at all I, on, on Aidan because I agree 100% there's, a, there's an image of O'Shea out there that's just totally inaccurate you know, I'd say you know him better than I did. Any any interactions I had with him were from a wrestling perspective. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's funny when we chat about O'Shea. Great stories when I we were playing down Castle Bar, and me and him were going down the. I think I told us going down the tunnel at half time, mm-hmm. and you know we got into a wee scuffle. And whatever way I went to swing, I ended up slipping on the on the concrete and the on the tunnel. And I was just looking up at him there and he was just looking down and saying, what's this EJ that? Like? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, listen, they, they've got to find a role and they've got to find a role quick for quick for O'Shea. And it provides a different dimension to, provides a different dimension to Mayo then. Yeah, I, look, I agree with everything you're saying 100%. And uh, I think if they do that, maybe possibly their, their summer might be a bit different to the last couple. Um, but we'll move on to Leinster. Um, for the first time in 10 years, we may have a conversation to have about who's going to win Leinster. Uh, instead of being a one one horse race, I think we might have two horses. Um, the two of them were relegated from Division 1. Kildare, for long parts of Division 1 campaign, were very good. Um, unlucky to go down, away farm probably cost them. But look, at least we're having a conversation now. I still think Dublin are going to win it. I still think they'll win it comfortably. Um, but I think Kildare are moving in the right direction. Yeah, like Dublin, pe- people looking at Dublin and, and look at it, they're not the power they were. You know, it wasn't going to be sustainable with the players that were losing and, and, and that sort of stuff. What, what's got Dublin in Division 1 was when they went away from Crow Park, their their players are, are perfect for Crow Park. Like 
fast, really agile, you know, like it just suits them down to the ground. But then when they're getting into the, the clonus or, or, or like up in Oma, you know, they don't have the, the Connollys, the Mannions, these players who are pulling scores out of, out of nowhere. You know, to to kick scores, to win games, up on them pitches. Yeah. You know, and that was the big thing that made them such a good team. But I still think without them players in Crow Park, they're a serious force because, like, they weren't firing on all cylinders in the league. And still, what they missed in every game, they probably would have won every game, bar maybe the Kerry game. Do you know, like, what they missed against Mayo, like, we don't remember Dublin missing. Like, their their shot percentage was. Crazy. Like too high, you know, it's yeah. ridiculous. So, like now they're they're starting to miss shots. Like if they can rein that in and and start getting back to where they were before, like Dublin are still a force, and no one's even talking about them. Now Kildare are going in the right direction. They're going to have loads of confidence going in and playing against Dublin, and that could be a huge thing for them. But I I just find it hard to believe if Dublin can get it get it right, they, they should. I agree with you. They should still comfortably win Leinster and. You just never know when you get to an All Ireland semi final. Then no, exactly. Look, and I suppose I actually nearly forgot about Load. Mickey Hart's Load. Um, they won't be too happy. They'll be thinking, look, maybe not this year, but they'll want to be putting in a bit of a shout this year and hopefully moving on next year and the year after. So look, they'll be in the conversation. But Eamon, do you think Kildare maybe Load have a chance of stopping Dublin, or Dublin just still too strong? No, I think a Dubs are just there. Out in front that we but you know Kildare again they're they're on the like many teams they're on the right trajectory but Dublin are just out in front too too far there mm. um they've done too much throughout the years and they've the Leinster you know we have to remember where Leinster have been at whether it was just abysmal yeah what some of the shows that was was put on there by a few Leinster teams and you know that takes time to to get to the level. To match up with Dublin because Dublin are falling down and the rest of them are, are catching up and you know Kildare definitely can put it up to them but the this the Dubs I think you're right what you're saying will, will comfortably win one Leinster and then I don't see them winning in all Ireland I just think they're too far off it um with the way Kerry and other teams are moving but you know they're still going to come out of come out of Leinster and then you know, it's about what Kildare next do next year, what the likes of Louth, Meath, you know, do do next year. Yeah, and I suppose the next province, you know, Munster. Uh, I know Kerry will be underdogs, but I still Kerry, think... Kerry, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the less said about Munster at the moment, maybe the better. But look, we still don't even know where the Kerry Cork's gonna game is gonna be played. Uh, bit of a turkey shoot down there, but look, I think the three of us probably all agree that Kerry will be. Well, should be winning Munster fairly comfortably this year. Um, like that, I think Limerick are moving in the right direction. And Clare, in fairness, they don't get any credit, but they've been comfortably Division 2 for the last number of years and they're doing all right. And Cork, look, we won't go there today because I only get cranky talking about Cork. But um, <laughs> sometimes. But uh, look, we'll just get a, we'll get a couple of predictions. Uh, Eamon, I'll go to you first for Ulster. Who's going to win Ulster? Um, normally when I say a prediction, it just more or less means they're not going to win. So <laughs> I'm going to try and say Tyrone to win Ulster, and hopefully they don't win Ulster and Donegal win Ulster. But I think Tyrone are at a at a level a wee bit above the likes of Monaghan and uh, Donegal there. So um, I'll stick with uh, Tyrone and the Ulster predictions, and I'll stick with you know Connacht. 
Mayo, Mayo, going to stick with, stick with Mayo uh, and then for them to get further heartbreak in the All-Ireland series. <laughs> Leinster. Dublin. And we'll Dublin handy. And Munster. Kerry. Kondai Kerry. Yeah. Right, Keane, you're up. Ulster. Uh, I'll be careful now, you're going home this evening. Ho- hopeful for Cavan, but uh, if I was a betting man, I... I, I just Monaghan or Derry so I'm going to throw that you're brave man i throw the hat on Monaghan possibly just uh, I don't know what it is about them they just seem to be they're in the mix in every yeah. match they're in um, and also championship they, they know how to win it they've won two or three of them over the last ten years you know and they're they're hungry again I think so uh, I'm going to go with Monaghan Connacht uh, Galway Galway yeah I, uh, I like the way Galway play yeah. and I don't think they showed Enough over the seventy minutes against Roscommon in the in the league final that that wasn't true reflection of how they played or how they can play. Um, so I'm going to go with them. And you're going to stick to their colours there for uh, Leinster. Yeah, Dublin, Dublin. You can't look past them. Look at everyone in the country is hopeful Kildare will do it, but uh, I can't see I can't see them. Uh, Dublin have to have a really bad day. Yeah, and and Kildare have to play very very well. So and Munster. Foregone conclusion, yeah. pretty much. Carry, carry streets ahead. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on Ulster. I do like you. You're kind of. I, I'm going to go with Tyrone for Ulster. I just think they're. It's an easy one to be fair. I'm taking a cop out here, <laughs> but Connacht. I think Ross Common, which is interesting that the three of us going for three different teams. I think. Uh, I think Dublin Leinster. I think Kerry Munster. But Eamon, I'll go back to you for the Talentian Cup. I think this is. I think the Talentian Cup could be a, a fantastic competition. Genuine, I think it could, ah, be it could be brilliant. It could be brilliant. Yeah. It could be brilliant. And for me, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to win it, but I think awfully. I think awfully are in terms of what they're doing at underage. The buzz that's about the county, uh, I think they can give it a good lash. And, and you know, it's important that they approach it the right way here. So maybe a team to watch out is awfully. Yeah. And you know what? I'm actually going to go with them to win it. I'll go with awfully. Come on. Um, it's hard to hard to call it because you just don't know who's going to make it into yeah. a, into a, into a provincial final. You know, like in Connacht, you're going to have your Roscommon or your your um, Galway or Mayo, and it's just like like Cavan will be looking to get to a, a an Ulster final. If they don't get to it, they will definitely put put yeah. the effort in. Um, you're looking at loud. You know, like there's a lot of teams like Jeez, everyone's on a par. Like like awfully there tremendous team and then sometimes when they're playing teams that are the so-called better teams yeah. they fall away like most of the teams in the middle tier of, of, of football so like when you're playing a team that you believe you can you can beat it, it's going to be massive so like to, to say who could win it is is a, is a probably a harder call you're worse than, than me for on defence <laughs> well I'm going to say, I'll say Cavan 100% uh, definitely think Cavan are, are good enough to be mm to be winning that competition without a doubt um, but like Cavan are, are, are definitely hopeful of, of making an Ulster final Yeah I like that same boat as you it is hard to know who's going to be in it um, for me the main I, I, I'd love to see New York and I'd love to see London getting some wins and going I, I'm excited by the progress they can make and I think if they're if Tipperary are in it they'd be my pick like Cavan I think they've been playing a great below themselves. I don't know how we had this conversation off, off air, how 
either team actually ended up getting down to Division 4 I think they're way better than that and I think if either of them are in this competition it's another chance of silverware it's another chance of a day out in Crow Park um, and I think it's another chance to get them back up to the level that they want to be at so um, that'll be my prediction for it and we'll go for the All-Ireland Damon which way are you going? I'm going to put the jinx on you boys with Kerry. I think that if Kerry don't win it this year, it's it's a serious system failure. Serious yeah. system failure. I think they've they've got flaws, all right, and you know a lot of teams look at them as beatable. But I think that they've they'll have learnt an awful lot over the last few years and just finally closed the deal out this year. Keen. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's definitely Kerry's to lose at this moment. Um, like even last year, it was Kerry's to lose, but. They seem to be such a smart, a far more smart team this year. Um, last year against Tyrone, they kept doing the same thing, running yeah. into contact, expecting a different result. It's it just I thought at half time to be brought in and told yeah. this isn't working, lads. We need to move this ball about. No, continuously doing the same thing. I think this year there's a lot more structure and plan. And if something's not working, they have a plan B. Do you know? So I think I think they've cut out some of the bad decisions. And I think it'll be very hard to see them bet this year. Yeah, I, I look, I'd agree with both of you. I hate building them up too much all the time. But I do think at this moment in time, they are out on their own as the strongest team. I would fear if they're playing Tyrone again in the morning. Genuinely, I hate admitting that. I just think there's something, whatever's in it, something psychological back of the head. We do tend to do the same things over and over and over again against them. Um, I do think we're a bit different this year. With Jack being back, um, obviously I would have played with Jack for a long time and he brought in Paddy Talley and I think their defensive unit has been impressive, not just from a Kerry point of view because it was poor before, but I just think their whole attitude towards defending has been good this year. So I'm going to stick with Kerry and before we go into the player of the year, I'll go first. I think Clifford will be player of the year. I think Myler from Tyrone, if Tyrone and Darren thereabouts will be in the conversation as well. Yeah, you're looking at Clifford at the minute like he, he streets ahead um, of any inside forward at the moment. Mm. Um, I, I was telling you earlier on, Sean O'Shea for me is, is yeah. the best player in the country. I think he offers he offers everything. Like he, he He's obviously not as good an inside player as Clifford, but he can play in there and he's mm. a danger. He can play at centre forward, pull the strings. He's now at midfield and part of the league, catching kickouts. He is an engine, he can tackle. Do you know, like if you take all that tackling. in, yeah, like he, he just he, and he's he's bulked up. He's he's a huge lump of man now. Like so, if like sometimes the press pushes everything towards the yeah. corner forward and who's getting all the scores. So, it, like last year, it wasn't that way when when player of the year was given. So, like if if it goes pound for pound, I, I'd like to see Sean O'Shea get it. If you actually talk to the Kimmer lads about Shawnee and you say, "Geez, he loves the physical stuff," and they get excited, he he really does. Like he's. Like his attitude is, is incredible genuinely when when David and Shawnee came into the panel they're two really solid lads that love football and love improving and, but just they love the physical stuff do you know they, they love using the size and it's a great thing do you know there's no point putting all that effort into the gym if you're not going to use it but in fairness to Shawnee at times you'd be telling him you'd be like it's a fright to be saying don't work too hard you'd be afraid that he'd be burning himself out short he just he works like a dog in fairness to him so no, he'll be he'll be in the conversation as well. And Eamon, any tips for Player of the Year? I, th- I think we've got to look at who's going to be in the running for the All Ireland. So you know, you obviously have Kerry, and that means Clifford, uh, Sean O'Shea, probably Mayo, and 
you know, you're you're looking at right Ryan O'Donoghue, um, Jermaine O'Connor, and probably probably Tyrone then, and you know, Darren McCurry and Connor Connor Myler, um, and out of all them goes as the way we're predicting. It's probably going to be Clifford because it's been talked. Clifford's been talked about all year. Mm. You know, if he continues that vein of form into the championship, there's only going to be one man in the in the running for player player of the championship. And this might be a bit harsh, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to put you both on the spot. Who do you think, what team will be the biggest disappointment this year? Oh. <laughs> Throw a little spanner in the works. You're trying to hang two men here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the question I'll avoid. Um, well, a, a huge disappointment. If, if Armagh don't beat Donegal, like that's a, whoever loses that match. Is 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 gone? Like you know, like it's they're they're under severe pressure. Then mm. you know, um, so it's probably it's easy in that sense because there's two huge teams playing each other in, in the first round. So, like if one of them teams don't bounce back after losing, um, it, it could well and truly be one of them because both teams want to win an Ulster. Both teams probably have their eyes set. Donegal more so than than Armagh on an on an Ireland. Yeah. So. I'd say I think Donegal will beat Armagh so possibly Armagh because they've been moving so well it potentially could yeah. could go pear-shaped if they don't beat Donegal yeah it's a big one Eamon I'm definitely not saying anything bad about against <laughs> Armagh <before it's> <laughs> um, setting you up no I, I, I'm, I'm predicting I'm, I'm not going to name a team out here um, play it safe but I'm predicting there's going to be one or two teams that treat the Talton Cup with total disdain and for mm. me that would be so disappointing um, and it'll, it'll show such a sense of sense of entitlement so you know it's it's hard to know which team actually goes out and does it the way Down are shaping up you know as soon as Down get beaten also championship you could see them just scatter to the ones America you know back to the clubs um, so it's it's going to be you know there's going to be one team possibly two that just say the Talton Cup, that's that's not for me, and that's so disappointing because it's such a great, it's going to be such a great competition if we market it right and the teams approach it right, then you know it's, it has so much potential. But it's important that we get off the get off to a good start with it. Yeah, to be fair, I'm going to sit in the fence here and I'm going to say I agree with both of your points. <laughs> but um, I, no. should, I should answer that last. <laughs> yeah, I went to you first, but I knew you'd be honest first. <laughs> I, I'd actually agree with you though with the Armagh one. I just think it's a big game and do you know what? The expectation levels, because of the league, I think if they do get beaten by Donegal, which is a big possibility to be fair, um, it would be a big disappointment. The other one, I suppose, look, everyone's raving about Kerry and Kerry should win the All. I think if Kerry don't win the All Ireland, they'll they'll be up for that crown as well of biggest disappointment, which is putting more pressure on them. And I think, yeah, I mean, look, you made the best point there. I think any teams that don't treat the Talton Cup with respect will be a disappointment because, like, it it just shows um, huge ego. Um, I I just think the Talton Cup genuine. It's not a case of trying to blow it up or. I just think it'll be an exciting competition. It's like we all raved about the league because you have very equal teams playing against each other, all competitive games. And I just think it could be very exciting. And like that, the GA make a right weekend out of the All Ireland final weekends, Talian Cup, the All Ireland, you know. So I think if any teams go into that competition and not show it the respect that it deserves, it will be a major disappointment as well. 
Yeah, like Down Down could get their whole county set up back on track by 100%. buying into the Talchon Cup. Like you, like they could definitely go out and and wipe the f- floor with eighty percent of the teams that mm. are in it. But if they don't buy into it, then they're worse off coming into next season. So it's just teams like that who who have potential to really go far and and push it are the teams that potentially could snub it, you know, and that that would be disappointing. And the thing is, like, whatever level you're at, you have to win that level to go to the next one. That's the way I look at it. If you're not good enough to win, let's say, Division 4, that means you're not good enough to win Division 3. And if you're not good enough to win the Talking Cup, you're obviously not good enough to be competing for the All-Ireland. Exactly. And that's the thing. People talk about, our tradition, and, you know, we're we of tradition of one in Sam Maguire. Why should we drop down to a B competition? Like, if, if that's the mentality, go and, you know, rely on tradition to play Division 3, Division 4, you know, you've you've got to earn your right to be playing the top and the top tiers. You've got to earn your right to play at that, uh, the the top table. And, you know, you, you can't say tradition, tradition, or, you know, we're, we're too good for this. Just go and show us, show us you're good enough. 100%. Uh, unfortunately, that's all we have time for in today's show. Big thanks to my two guests, Keen, for joining me in studio and Eamon all the way from Donegal. Join us next week where we'll be talking about all the latest championship action. And if you have any questions, don't forget to get in touch with our social media channels. See you next week. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. The final whistle is all over. Jim Gowan, Jason Sherlock embrace. Dublin are the history makers. Today, Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. O'Sullivan, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What about that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Give him a call. It's high, it's over. Will he ever get a more vital one than that? The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877 351 0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.